Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 236 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yes, hello. Uh, yeah, this episode's podcast, we're probably just mostly going to talk about how, despite the fact that it is one of the best year for video game releases, the industry is crumbling from the inside. Yeah, it really kind of makes me wonder if like we're kind of entering some of the last, like, golden years of like uh like triple a development you know like are these companies just getting too big are these games getting too big and then now things are gonna have to start getting scaled back so i think that is part of it but i also think that during covid interest rates were really low so mm. these come a lot of these companies were able to take uh outside money sources like epic was able to get a shitload of money from like uh tencent and some other places and the same thing happened with embracer they were able to get money from saudi arabia but now that there is an impending recession and uh the free money essentially has dried up because interest rates have started going up again and people who were investing heavily before are not now i think that uh, especially fucked over epic and uh embracer at least but i think a lot of this is people embracing for like potential economic issues in the coming years here so i don't know but it is just it's really disheartening because it's one of those things where it's like oh yeah this is like one of the best releases for games that i can remember in a long time and like it's cool to like celebrate the industry but then also oh hey like tons of people are losing their jobs and even studios and it what i think is but what also sucks about it is it's like a lot of companies that are have record profits this year that are laying people off uh so it's just one of those weird things because like epic for sure is making more money than they've ever made so i i'm not going to try to pretend i understand the finances of these companies but I, i i don't know yeah, it's just it's one of those weird things where like a, a lot of them you're like I don't know what's going on over there. It's yeah, it seems thing. like Epic seems to seem to a couple of years ago be throwing around a lot of money and then now they're laying off people like two years later. It's just a really bad look. Yeah, it's also it seems like some uh, studios it was like they bulked up for COVID to mm-hmm. like they scaled up during COVID and now it's just like they have to scale back to what they were before in some cases, but. Yeah, it's a very weird one. Um, So I guess with that, we can get right into the news. The first one uh, seems like it has nothing to do with any of that stuff I just said. Hideki Kamiya, everyone's favorite really mean Twitter developer. Uh, He does not want you to speak to him in English or he will block you on uh, Twitter. He's famous for doing a lot of the design work on the original Devil May Cry and things like that. Uh, He is leaving Platinum after October 12th. Um, it seems like over the past several years, uh, their output proves it. There has been some trouble within Platinum. Uh, and Kamiya seemed to echo that statement saying, it's time for me to leave. Uh, basically due to like, quote unquote, creative uh, differences and things like that. So this is one where he just seems like he's leaving Platinum uh, and he I I would guess he will be one of those people who's like, I can make a game because people know who I am. And so he'll either probably I would guess he will make his own studio or 
Do you think a Kickstarter is a Kickstarter? Yeah, that's that's what I felt when I I saw this. But either way, like it's one of those things where a lot of the time when people who were like so deeply involved with a studio and its creation, like Kamiya was, when they leave, usually it's like not a good sign that the studio is in a good place. Right, Uh, and platinum has seemed like it's not been in a good place for a bit so i don't necessarily know that the two are definitely like super related but i also know that they received a large sum of money from tencent and kamiya was one of the people who was very vocally against taking that money uh most likely because they probably due to that have some say in the types of projects they take and do Um, i'm i'm just trying to think when was the what was the last like big game they they released I don't know. The last one I can think of is Astral Chain. Well, because like I'm and that wasn't like a big selling game. So was it near Autom- Automata? Ah, that was probably their last like big hit. Yeah, and like even like calling that a big hit, it was a big hit for near, but it wasn't like I don't think it like like it sold what like a million copies or something like that. Yeah, yeah across all platforms now, I think something like that. Yeah. Which is a huge hit for Near, but like yeah. in terms of like actual like video game like actual huge huge hit, that's No, that's, yeah, it's a very it's a small amount overall. Yes. It's just yeah, but then like other than that they were for a long time they were just like taking any license they could. Like they made that Ninja Turtles Mutants in Manhattan game that no one right. remembers. Uh, they made that Transformers game. Star they Fox. Made... Oh, oh. God, I remember Star Fox Zero. Yeah, they did that. They helped on a couple other like projects for other things. Like they're listed, but yeah, I I can't think they. Did... I I mean, the last big thing I remember from them, oh. truthfully, is uh, Babylon's Fall, which bombed so hard they had to shut it down. I guess Bayonetta, Bayonetta three, Bayonetta, yeah, and uh, the the other one, the newer one, people actually seem to like the weird was that them? one. I don't even know if they developed it. I mean, I they, don't think it was them. They had to publish it. They own Bayonetta, so I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. But, but I yeah, I like Babylon's Fall was what I feel like really <coughs> fucked them recently. Because I bet those licensed games sold moderately well. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, even though they weren't the greatest games, people are like, yo, Ninja Turtles, or, like, whatever property it was. Right. And then, you know, they get in there, even when they're, like, cheaper, like, $20, $30 things, people would still continue to buy those, most likely. So, yeah, it's just a weird one. And, like, it, it I, I'm not surprised he's leaving, I guess, is the moral of the story, because he was against them taking that money from Tencent, and it's been a couple years since then. They He he in theory would have finished up like work on any recent projects he was leading at that time, like Bayonetta and stuff. So I see, like I keep wondering, like the style of game he makes, is that really conducive to Kickstarter? Cause he needs like a bigger budget than like a Kickstarter. You know? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I bet he will probably just like go make another studio. Like, um, but yeah, I think with him leaving, like most of the people who founded that studio left. Like I'm pretty sure uh the guy that made Resident Evil also founded it. But he had left a long time ago. Yes. Because he yeah, then Shinji, went on. Shinji Mikami. Uh he him uh Kamiya and I don't know this other guy. 
Atsushi Inaba. He worked on yeah, he worked with them at Capcom on okay. Beautiful Joe and Okami and God Hand. But he, I think, is the only one of those three that still is there after this. So yeah, I don't know. And but I mean Shinji Mikami left a long time ago and then made his own studio. So And then sold and, that. And then is out of that now as well. <laughs> that was only somewhat recently though that he left. Yeah, there. yeah. And yeah, that but... seemed to be like he just was like, I don't want to do this type of work anymore. <laughs> it wasn't even like I hate this studio or whatever, it was more just like I don't want to be this type of producer was what his like leaving statement was. So uh yeah, so I mean so we'll see what happens with Platinum over the next uh, couple years here, but I don't really know what I, else they got going on. I feel like they've been up and down for a while. Um, and it, Oh, God, what was that Microsoft game they were going to make? That guy? <laughs> Scalebound. Scalebound. Never forget. Maybe you can kickstart Scalebound. It, maybe. <laughs> I'd or maybe it. you can just convince, just, just go back to Microsoft. Just be like, please... <laughs> give me another chance with it (laughs) yeah i still i would like love to play that like playable demo they had for that game at like trade shows was that something you were legitimately excited about or just i would have liked it i mean the concept of it was cool but they never showed any of it you know what i mean so it's right it's one of those things where yes a character action game where you fight with a dinosaur and then the dinosaur evolves based on your choices sounds really cool uh, but also, what the fuck is that game? <laughs> I like. Who knows what that even was? Yeah, you're right. Uh, so yeah, Kamiya leaving Platinum, uh, and then people were all really weird about this one, which was not a big deal at all. Jim Ryan, uh, head of PlayStation, is retiring in March 2024. Uh, I think people seem to think like, oh, he must have like done something and they ousted him or whatever. But like all of the language and every single thing about this was like, he's retiring. And like, no, what? I was just going to say, if they were going to oust him, remember what happened to his predecessor? (laughs) Yeah. He just disappeared. (laughs) Like we'd still like, like what happened there? We still don't know. Like, yeah. So, but like also Jim Ryan, he like this would be the right time to retire right because he like set them up with you know the ps5 is in a good place um he started development on a bunch of weird upcoming live service games and stuff like that like he also he just isn't i don't know he's not the kind of guy that you need in that position i feel like it from a um like a personality standpoint a public facing standpoint and i know that you can be a good business guy and not have a good public facing personality which is what this was but i I don't know i think it helps (laughs) whereas like every time jim ryan talked to someone he ended up saying something that people got butthurt about (laughs) like when he basically said like playstation cares about generations and why would anyone ever want to play old playstation games Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like people were so mad about that and it was like yeah but like come on dude he doesn't know he's like he doesn't want you playing those old games exactly he he wants you buying the new games (laughs) like i don't like but there were a couple instances like that where he just was like shit talking like gamers and which is funny i but it's just one of those things where it's like yeah maybe not the best guy to be out there uh doing stuff and I think it's the same where, like, with Nintendo, like, Reggie was always out there, but Doug Bowser, they don't really put him out there. 
No. Uh, so, like, you know, the, that kind of spotlight's not for everybody. I'm curious. I believe the guy who is, like, replacing him in the interim in March, uh, he's also been at PlayStation for a super long time. Um, and so they'll they'll find a replacement. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But to me, this just seems like a normal retirement. Like, my dude is just like, yeah, I did a good work. <laughs> so, like, bye. I'm leaving. Uh, and that's fine. I think. Yeah, that's that's absolutely fine. Yeah, so good for him. We'll see. We'll see what uh, who comes next after Jim Ryan. But that one, yeah, people were like getting all weird about that, and I was like, eh, okay, who cares? Honestly, like I never really care that much. I don't like no. Sony. Like I know, like Naughty Dog's going to keep producing games. And mm-hmm. I guess that's something that's not on our. our nope, it is on our list. So, which yeah. I guess we can just talk about that right now if we want to just. Yeah, uh, Kotaku. I apologize because I can never remember the guy's name. Oh, Ethan Gatch. He is the one who like now does all of the reporting for them now that Stephen Totillo works somewhere else. Uh, okay, but uh, yeah, Ethan Gatch reports on a lot of like breaking news stuff, and he uh, found out that basically Naughty Dog is getting rid of a lot of their contractors several months early, which is technically because they're contractors it's not a layoff but that's a layoff uh, <laughs> um because they no longer needed them to work on the project they were working on which was the last of us multiplayer game uh and there was that rumor a while ago that sony now that they had bungie was having them look at all the upcoming like uh, games as a service games to kind of estimate their value or if they would work well and uh it was said previously that Bungie said this game will not work well and they people were saying it probably wouldn't come out after that and that several months ago that seems to be the case uh because they have altogether stopped talking about this game at Sony related events and things or even like hinting that it was coming out um but yeah, it's one of those things where I wonder if this is going to be like several other Sony games in the past like Agent and things like that that just never came out, but they never got officially canceled. Mm. Like, I wonder if they'll just, like, stop talking about this game. What I find odd is they had a Last of Us multiplayer in the last game, and people really liked that. And it seems like they were doing something completely new, and they can't figure out how to make it fun. And it seems like they already figured out how to make it fun. Yeah. I'm, just, I... I'm, I'm a little confused by this whole process. Well, I also don't get why like originally it just seemed like yes it was going to be that same or similar mode in the last of us 2 and then they were like oh wait no actually like it's a whole separate thing now and now it's not coming out i get i i don't know um but this was just one of several like multiplayer game things that sony has in development there's that rumored horizon one that is it's almost certainly real. Uh, there was another one too. Um, I mean, Horizon could make sense if it's like a Monster Hunter type of thing, I guess. It could, yeah. Um, so uh, I don't know, but that, yeah, Naughty Dog seems to be letting that game go, most likely. Uh, slightly related, did you see the rumors about the next God of War product? No. It's basically, uh, according to the rumors, it is going to be an Uncharted Lost Legacy size game where you play as Atreus. Okay. I'm okay with that. Smaller in scope thing where you play as Atreus. So, well, hopefully that's true because I like that. 
if you remember, I kept praising the parts <laughs> that you play Atreus in the, the last games. So yeah. like, that will be right up my alley. Yeah, and it just I, I think that it makes sense to have like a separate Atreus game also. So yes. I, I if that is true, I would love that. I, I wanna know what the next mythology, if that's what they're gonna do, is going yeah. to be. Because they said they're only going to do two mainline, like you know, for the, for these Norths, so they have to figure something else out. Mm-hmm. Maybe they do Egypt. That oh. hopefully, uh, yeah, I'd like to see that Egypt or really anything. I don't care, whatever it is. I'm sure I will probably enjoy it. Uh, so yeah, those are the rumors coming out of Sony at the moment. And then, uh, most of the rest of this is depressing. So I'll save the one that's not depressing for the end. Uh, Jason Schreier over at, uh, the Bloomberg, he reported early that he was hearing out of Epic and this eventually did come to pass that Epic was going to lay off roughly 16% of its entire workforce. Uh, it ended up being about 870 employees who were laid off over uh, many different projects, uh, and they will at least receive six months of severance, which is not the worst for being given advance notice. Uh, so they'll get six months of severance and health insurance, which is good, and also accelerated vesting in their stock, which is good because they would have lost out on that, uh, most likely if they were newer employees. Uh and that's a lot of people. That is a lot of that is a lot of people that are being laid off there. Also, I will say this for people who love Bandcamp, Epic can go fuck themselves because everyone was like, "Why is Epic buying Bandcamp?" Last year or the year before, I, th- I think it's less than a year that they acquired Bandcamp, one of the last uh, self-sufficient pillars of the independent music scene. Um, They bought them, did literally nothing with them except for get upset that the employees were trying to unionize and tried to stop them from unionizing. Mm. Uh, And now they sold them to an absolute garbage music licensing company called, uh, oh, fuck. It's like Song Kick or something. Uh, And now it seems like the Bandcamp union uh, of employees is... uh, negotiating for some type of severance because they are trying to let them go. Oh, okay. So that's bad for Bandcamp, and we'll see how that ends up going. But Epic did nothing with them and then sold them to get the employees laid off, it seems. So that blows because they didn't do anything with that. And they Epic also apparently, I did not even know this prior to the, all this happening, they owned a marketing company called super awesome and they basically just like spun them out into their own company so they can operate independently but epic will no longer uh support them well why couldn't they have done that to Bandcamp, dude right (laughs) because because someone actually wants Bandcamp is probably the they, they probably were able to make a good a good amount of money back on that deal which is it's that was just a bizarre thing in the beginning and i was looking at this i uh, was like well i bet that they're probably laying off a shitload of people at harmonics also because there hasn't been one of those Fortnite concerts in a long time and i'm sure the rock band dlc is not making that much uh it turns out that no one was laid off as a part of this but i did find out that harmonics had also had several rounds of layoffs 
uh, within the past year as well. Mm. The one that I think is the most whack out of all of this is uh, Mediatonic, the people who make uh, Fall Guys. Oh, they yeah, they yeah. got bought by Epic. Apparently, they are like done. Like they were apparently like gutted by this. I think like eighty like percent. Yeah, eighty percent or something of those employees were laid off by this. And so it's like one of those things is like, are they going to keep supporting Fall Guys or like are they done with that now? And then the other the other thing I was wondering is like, what about those other companies that they bought similar to like Psionics with Rocket League? Like, yeah, I mean, Rocket League probably still makes them a lot of money and stuff, but and it's just weird because this also comes right after they announced the price increase of V-Bucks. And I don't know, it's just such a bad look because Tim Sweeney also is out there like tweeting all this whack shit all the time about especially at the beginning of the year where he was like tech companies uh, during an upcoming recession lay off this many employees epic actually like makes uh you know makes new jobs or something and then it's like oh well here we are you're laying off 16 percent of your workforce so i guess oh you're yeah that's fucking moron yeah. dipshit uh yeah so th- this this one i was just like man that's fucking crazy especially because like then they got out there and he was saying shit like we've been operating at a loss because we basically like acquired too much mm, mm. <laughs> And you're like, bro, like what? <laughs> like at a certain point, just like, it's like this and Embracer, it's like a fucking comedy of errors. It's just like one of those things where they're like, well, we technically have the money. We should just do it. And then like the first sign anything bad happens at all, they're like fumble the bag so wildly. I at least Epic will continue to exist. Embr- right. Embrace Embracer group is like crumbling to dust yeah like their most profitable game developer is probably gearbox and then the, they were like we might sell gearbox it's like what the fuck why please, what are you please doing? do please do uh, yeah please do please do basically like i don't before you just like destroy <laughs> that company yeah just uh, like you did with volition and i'm exactly sure several others although volition needed to be killed i'm gonna be honest it, yeah. it, it needed it but this this is just one of those things where it's like this just seems like a lack of good business sense at at this point like i don't especially when like they're just like they bought Bandcamp, did nothing with it and then got rid of it it's one of those things where it's like why did you acquire that like you didn't even have a plan for it it seems like so yeah it's weird I, i i can't even begin to speculate yeah i don't know um and then uh team 17 they are expecting layoffs, uh, at least 50 jobs from the QA team. Uh, they were let go, and apparently the CEO not happy he's going to leave, too. <laughs> okay. He's, yeah, apparently, that's, that's like a long-rumored thing, is Team 17 CEO is like, I'm leaving. Uh, and, like, they... It's they have all kinds of like they're an indie publisher more or less they right they publish all kinds of weird indie games like that fucking weird pigeon rhythm battle royale game uh they are putting out like they put out uh things like blasphemous uh i believe moving out and uh did they also put out uh overcooked no 
I don't believe. Like I know they didn't develop. They didn't develop any of these, as far as I know. No, I, th- no. I, th- I think they're all published, but they do a lot of like interesting publishing of like for smaller indie titles. So th- that's another one where it's like that sucks. I-, I mean, it's it's that's like the QA team being laid off. Like that's probably like outside of marketing. That's probably what Team Seventeen is realistically. Uh, is just like that. That's why indie developers sign with a public a publisher like team 17 is because they then get resources for marketing and QA testing. You know what I mean? So right. Them losing that sucks, but uh, I accidentally closed this document, but yeah, that I don't know, dude. And the next, the next one I got so upset. I was just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me with this telltale. Yeah, that's that's. Oh. They were gone. Like they were, they were gone because they tried making too many things at the same time and just could no longer sustain it. Uh, and they were gone. Came back. Hey, guess what? Though probably gonna go away again very soon. Uh, as far as I can tell, uh, the layoff numbers on this were pretty high. Uh, in terms of the whole studio and like it's possible now that the wolf among us season two won't even come out (laughs) is is what i was led to believe by reading the articles about the telltale layoffs so like what Uh, they claim it they claim it's still in the works and that it could they have to get that out. They have no, to. No, they don't because they didn't yes. get they didn't get it. None of it is out. Like I know, they, I know. They were Telltale, I believe the studio had made uh there was a sci-fi series called The Expanse. I think the last episode of that uh just came out or something. So I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> If that's it, they come back, they release one game, and then they're out. That will be kind of funny. <sighs> I <laughs> like. <laughs> I just I don't even know what to say about it because like it doesn't I, yeah, make sense. Yeah. Like the Wolf Among Us was supposed to come out this year, and they just recently apparently delayed it until March. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly, I kind of stopped paying attention because it just... Yes, it, because I didn't they, even think it was real then. Right. And apparently it was not. And like, it's not even like from Telltale where a lot of this news came from. Telltale is out there saying like, no, yeah, The Wolf Among Us 2 is coming out. It's the people who got right. laid off who were saying like, yeah, most of the team was let go. Okay, yeah. And it's just like, what the fuck? And they said they can't talk about the status of the Wolf Among Us because they're under NDA. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, I would bet that means it's not a good one. Not a good, <laughs> not a good status. Also, Fable, the comic that the Wolf Among Us is based on, is going through some wild shit in the media right now, where all of the stories are technically like. Um, because they're fairy tales, they're like in the public domain. Right. And that is what like the author of Fables was saying. And then DC was like trying to be really weird and be like, no. It was like, you gotta license this shit. 
from us if you want to like use the tin man you're like shut the fuck up dude like what (sighs) anyway anyways it's just like come on man telltale you left he came back now you're probably gonna leave again like it's just it's a bad look i i don't know it it and i i wonder what that is really you know what i mean like it's is it one of those things where people were so burned out on telltale products before that they left and then when they came back either people didn't know or they were like well i don't want to play a telltale game anyway well, they've only released one game, right? As far as I'm aware, yes. And it was The Expanse, which, I mean, like, is a it's a Netflix show that I don't really know anything about. Apparently, it is, like, moderately popular as a science fiction show, and they have most of the actors from the show. Uh, well, that's fine. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know. Like, I just don't know how, like, huge of a property that is to get them, like, Back. No, I, I don't either, but apparently they actually put into effect their new, like, rollout scheme for that, where it's not like The Wolf Among Us, where they, like, took, like, a hundred-month break between right. two of the episodes. They they apparently developed it all at once, and then we're releasing it once a week or once every two weeks or something. So, I don't know. People were saying that it seemed okay from what I was listening to, um, but, you know. Well, and I guess that's another problem. If the if their first game they release is just okay, I, I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know how like you make that kind of game and have it be like new, feel uh, new, feel new, and also knock it out of the park. Unless it's like some very specific property, you know what I mean? Uh, or or it just has to be a really really great story. Yeah, which hey, clearly not don't know that they got it. I don't at this point, but probably. Probably, but we'll see. Uh, and then our last sad layoff story, which is, in my opinion, more funny than sad. Uh, I don't know if you know this. Bioware is in Canada for some of their uh, their studio people that got laid off, and uh, they're being sued because mm. apparently the severance packages that they were offered in Canada are uh, not up to the legal standard of Canada. <laughs> So, okay. Okay. So these people are suing uh, to get what they are rightfully owed. You you'd uh, think the people at EA, like the lawyers, would have been able to figure that one out? You know. Well, <laughs> so well, what happens in a lot of layoff scenarios is they're like, "Well, you want severance? You got to sign this." Mm. And I guess these people knew enough to look at it and be like, "I'm not signing this." Okay. Uh, and so they like if you signed it, basically you're signing away your right to give a fuck, more or less. Right. So I bet a lot of people just ended up like taking it because it's like, yo, I need whatever this is to get through my life. But th- there were at least several people who were like, I fucking refuse to sign this. Um, I also, I'm getting a lawyer. Thank you. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so Bioware is being sued uh, there. And okay. Good for those people. Yes, good. absolutely. Uh, they should get what is. Uh, what is owed to theirs. them? What is rightfully yeah. theirs? And you know, I saved the best news story for last. It's happier. Dave the Diver is getting a new content update. They just did a stream about this, and they said that the update's coming very soon. There was a lot of stuff that they said they were adding uh, new content-wise. I just put down a couple things here. They're putting in crabs and lobsters. That's cool. There uh, is going to be a, like a festival person 
or a festival related to that like you know sometimes they'd be like it's the jellyfish right. shrimp, festival shrimp fest or whatever yeah yeah so they're gonna they're gonna be a crab, crab slash lobster fest to do that there will be some new vips uh i guess i didn't put this one on here but i just remembered it at the top of my head uh there's gonna be like a vip who's like a traveling merchant and once you like do his quest to get him the correct food he will come by every week or every two weeks and have like unique items that you can only buy from him Oh, cool. Uh, to get some stuff from him. Uh, they're adding more like automation to the farm. I guess now you can like ask one of the dudes to be like, hey, can you just like do this? Because I don't oh. want to. Or like help I've, me do it. I literally have thought like, God, it'd be so nice if I could just send <laughs> one of my staff to go like collect stuff at the farm. Yeah, so I believe that is what I, I okay. is happening. There is at least some kind of automation. They're doing more stuff with the seaweed farm. Like it's easier to get upgraded seaweed and things like that. And I guess I didn't know this. Um, the chicken eggs can like expire or something after a certain amount of time. Or there's like something about eggs expiring. Apparently they're fixing that and that's not going to happen anymore. Because it's oh, okay. just like another annoying weird timer that they were like, people don't need that. Um, I, hmm. Yeah. I, and they, the last one that I remembered off the top of my head was if you collect every like Marine card, uh, there will be like a new super boss uh, that you can fight for doing that to get you some cool weapon and reward and stuff. Uh, there, there were a couple other things like some of the like sharks that would aggro to you or a little too aggro and they would just like come at you too fast uh, and be right. really annoying. I guess they're nerfing some of those sharks so that it's not as fucking annoying for them. You know, to I, come I, at I you. don't know. For me, I just kind of learned to accept it. It never really bothered me that much. Yeah, I, I did too, but I, I would bet that it's just like if they have like a smaller cone of vision or something, it's probably just sure. like better overall. And there were, they said there would be some secrets. There would be some other things. I, there, there were a couple like phone apps. Uh, some of them would give you helpful stats. They're basically they're trying to beef up the nighttime fishing, uh, okay. whereas like right now it's a lot of the same fish during the day and the night. Um, but they're I guess they're adding more nighttime exclusive fish to make nighttime fishing cooler and more more like lucrative if you do choose to do that. So overall they're like, Hey, we're adding a ton of shit. We're going to keep adding to it. Cause this game sold way better than anyone imagined. So I just go. don't know if I have it in me to play more. Yeah. But I, I don't care at this point. This is yeah. one of those things where it's like Stardew Valley where like the dude stopped working on his new game because he's putting out a new update for Stardew Valley. Oh, and that's he, sad. He said, this was like the final update to like, and it would mainly just be for like adding stuff. So modders could do stuff. Okay. No, 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 no. He's like adding like three new festivals. Now all the villagers will get winter clothes. You can put hats on animals. He, he's adding like the bad guy equivalent of all of the newer quests. So like if you side with Joe Jamart, now you can like still experience the whole game. He basically is just like adding a fuckload of new stuff for free. So much so that he had to take a break from Haunted Chocolatier. And I was like, you're a sicko. Stop updating Stardew Valley. Thank yeah, you. Like, I want to play ha- I want to play Haunted Chocolatier. <laughs> I know, okay, same. Like, but I mean, like, I, I think it's really cool that you keep updating this game. Uh, but also, please stop now. Yeah, please. I want to I want to play the other game. <laughs> but I just thought it was really funny because he like teased it recently. And I was like, this was supposed to be a tiny update, dude. What, what the fuck are you doing? 
Uh, so yeah, hopefully Dave the Diver gets a similar thing where they're just like, we're adding more to this. I don't give a shit. Let's go. And what I thought was cool about it is it's all stuff that is just like more gameplay related, not necessarily yes. like more to the story or whatever. It's just like, oh, more fish, more stuff to do type stuff. So like that, that I think is good. Yeah, and I, I know this game's going to get like ported over to the consoles. I think it's already on Switch, but I'm saying like Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah, if it's I, not on Switch right now, it is like coming out very soon. It's like a, it's an October release date. I just don't remember. So like I, maybe when it comes to the consoles, it'll have all this stuff on there and yeah. then, like, I'll pick it up again and I'll play through it again, I'm sure. so Yeah, and that'd be that'd be cool. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, you get access to night fishing, like, not super late into the game. So if there's just more fish and stuff there, that, that's cool. Yeah, I, don't know. I still probably won't engage with that too much because, like, I just enjoy being in the restaurant. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, really all the news that I could find. I actually, There were at least one or two other developers where people were laid off. Um, but, you know, eventually it gets so depressing that you're like, Jesus, I can't. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, obviously, the big one was Epic. This, the, yeah, this. the biggest one was Epic for sure. Um, and yeah, it's it's rough out there in the video game industry, despite the fact that there are record profits across the board for most people. Yeah. Yay! Yay. And this is also one of those things where like there were a bunch of like huge tech layoffs at the beginning of the year at like Microsoft right. and Google and stuff. This seems to be one of those things where it's just like the video game industry kind of catching up to those. Where they just put it off a little bit longer. But yeah. Huh. Uh so with that we can get into what we have been playing. I will be honest, I only played Cyberpunk. Wow. So, if you want to talk about what you played, <laughs> I can talk about what I played because, like, uh, it'll. <coughs> Sorry, I'm still kind of getting over a cold. That is, you are fine. Uh, so I, I guess first off, I finished Mortal Kombat that story mode. Uh huh. And <laughs> I, we had a lo- very lengthy conversation about this on Wednesday, uh, about just like. That story mode is fun. It's great. They're setting a lot of things up. And then there's a specific moment that happens that, like, we were both like, I'm out. I am out. And And I I mentioned that last week when I had said I had beat it. It was like, I liked most of it. (laughs) And then there is a point, yeah, where, like, I feel like it just totally jumps the shark. Where it feels like they don't commit to anything that they set up in this game in a weird way. I don't know, man. Here's Manny. I've been thinking about this. Here's a story that I think would have been really cool. Okay. So, so like the this game is pretty much just like at the tournament, and then some hinky shit happens, and then like at the end, like during the fight, they like hit the hourglass or something, and it opens up. I'm not saying a doorway, maybe like a, a window to the other timeline if they wanted to do this timeline. And they see, like, Shang Tsung's, like, his timeline. They see that window. And then, like, literally the next game is literally playing through, like, basically that timeline. Mm -hmm. And then if they wanted to do the third game, like, combine the two into, like, some type of fight. I I just hate the fact that they just, like, instantly it just turned into Marvel Avengers, you know? Yeah. Well, like, the thing that I think sucks, too, is, like, 
the what they set up just makes a lot of the cool characterization of the characters like meaningless more or less yes which it kind of ends up happening in a lot of these games because there are just so many characters and yeah. the character only gets their one chapter so like by the end a lot of times a lot of the characters just feel like left out but like i agree like this game really just like i don't know like i just there wasn't a single thing i liked about like pretty much the final third of the game yeah, like, and I'm oh still, that last chapter, like, I don't know, man. I feel like they threw that together faster than they wanted to or something because just, like, something about that last chapter does not feel right to me at all. I couldn't believe that the final boss was one bar and I was able <laughs> to take it out. Like, many. I spent over an hour beating the MK9 uh, and I remember the the Chronica fight was really. Oh tough. yeah, the Chronica fight in eleven was super hard, and the Shao Kahn fight in nine was fucked nine. up. Yes, I don't remember the ten, but like ten, the fact I think it was either I can't remember if it was Quan Chi or Shinnok, but yeah. the fact that we don't remember tells me that that was probably just like a normal average fight. Yeah, like this is a memorable fight. I will never forget. But this is one of the worst boss fights I've ever like final boss fights I've seen in a video game. Yeah. It... <sighs> It's just like it did not feel rewarding at all to to like I just was like oh this is how we're ending it okay Mortal Kombat is such a weird franchise to me because like I do think like a lot of the characters that were like in this game from the 3D era were actually like fine additions because it's not like a lot of them were adding like some new weird shit it was like they were integrated with things that were already there. So like you take Tanya, like, yeah, she is an Umgadi. She's there to protect the, the princess, which like makes sense. She just like fits in. She slots in to right. something that is already there. Uh, Lee may being the head of the guard that like fits in them talking about Jared that fits in. And then you have like havoc and he's like, I don't know. I'm from order realm. What the fuck are you talking? Order Realm, shut up. Like, it, you sound like an idiot. I wanted to push him into the, the ground and be like, Order Realm, you can't make this shit up. And, but, like, a lot of the other ones, like, they just make them fit into that world that already exists. And so, like, when people, like, hate on those characters, I don't get it, really. Because it's just, or, like, Reiko. Like, he just, like, is there with Shao Kahn. Like, he's just another right. war guy. Like, I'm fine with those characters. And, like, if you just want to, like, expand on that world and, like, what happens there, I think that's totally fine. But <sighs> it's just another problem that I have with Mortal Kombat is, like, now there are going to be, like, one or two combat packs that are filled mostly with non-Mortal Kombat characters. And... I would rather have like interesting Mortal Kombat characters than Ghostface or like the dude from The Boys. I don't know. I'm just I no, I I don't for me I bought this game for the story mode and I am just disappointed by the story yeah and like I, the other part of that is i think that like i said last time i think that the single player content in this game is just less and worse than 11 so like i i think the invasion stuff is not very fun and like when you get to the later parts of it it like it basically is just like well you could pay for this if you wanted and it's like man ugh. 
<laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. It. Like, I don't know. Even the concept of the invasions, I'm just like, I don't care about, like, other timelines or leaking or whatever it is. Well, but it, it's also just weird because, like, before that would have been just, like, the tower, right? And it would have had, right. like, a hundred floors and been weird fights. Instead, you just, like, spend way too much time going across this, like, board game and everything just, like, takes too long. And then you're in, like, this fight where nothing is actually that weird or different for a challenge fight. It just it's a weird mode and like compared to like the cool tower stuff they did in the previous games, even the online towers in eleven where they would have like those would be the the equivalent of invasions. It's like, oh, it's this weird like hundred floor tower, like get through it in this time frame and get this costume. Uh it just yeah, all of it feels less and worse, I guess. I, I is the only way I can put it. Cause like it is hard. Yes, it is very hard to top being able to explore Shang Tsung's island exactly as it was in that first Mortal Kombat movie. But like, I don't know, you could do something. And, and there's less gear slots. So like you only have like one customizable part and then there you can't unlock as much stuff because they're trying to sell you more of it. It's just, it's a weird, it's weird. I don't know. But I yeah, still, I, I still stand by. It's the best fighting it has been since nine. So, oh, absolutely! Like, like it would be a lot of fun. I, I've thought about going online and just kind of playing a little bit. Um, yeah, I just have to get used to the the engine a little bit more. But uh, I don't know. I, it was okay. Ultimately, like it was a great ride up until a certain point, and then I just like, I just, I hate to say it, but I just stopped caring. And then at that point, it was just like let me get through this game so I can just have it like off my plate, you know? Yeah. And I, I hate having that mentality when playing a game. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Uh, I've been kind of wondering, do you think like, do you think they needed to have like an injustice in there to just kind of like give themselves a little bit more time to like, think about a better story for Mortal Kombat? I don't know. I, I, no, I guess because like, it's one of those weird things where, like, who knows what happens. It's because they didn't know what was going to happen with the WB discovery sale. So that's probably why they didn't know if they would have the license to even use DC characters. Is probably why they did this. No, I know. I understand why they didn't do Injustice. I'm just saying, like, do you think that hurt this product and not just getting, like, taking a two-year, like, getting, like, more of a break from... No, I just... I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that it would have helped, but I I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Because like then injustice just would have been the same thing, I guess. Like it just would have. Uh, I don't know. You think injustice would have been like the same like timelines? I well, I don't know that it would have been ti- timelines, but like, what else are they gonna do with injustice? Like I don't. Yeah. They'd just be like, oh my god, because comics are worse with that kind of shit. You know what I mean? They are, but like, I don't know. Like, oh I like my the God, really first. I really like the first Injustice story. I did. The and second Injustice simple... story was like, all right, yeah. Uh, but the then, but then, story. I just feel like the third one they would have gone the same path where it's like, now it's good Superman, but there's an evil Superman and he's from this other world. Oh, he's probably right. So I don't know. Let's see. Uh, anyway, um, hmm. I guess I'll just jump into Assassin's Creed Mirage real quick. I've only played about three hours of this so far. It sounds like you were going to ask a question. I learned so much about this game in the past two days that I did not know about it 
prior to that. Okay. I guess I just knew nothing about this game. Uh, That it is a prequel to Valhalla. Yes. Because what's his name? Basim? 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 Basim, I think. Yeah, he's like the bad guy of Valhalla or whatever. And this is his origin story story? question mark i also did uh, so i didn't know that i did not know that this was originally dlc for valhalla that they spun out into its own game i Uh, feel like that's that that's a story that's happening more and more i feel like uh it is i just think that's weird i because like I don't know because like if it's the same character like a character who was already in it it just is a weird thing I did not know that it was not like a full-fledged Assassin's Creed game like they're not even they're charging $50 for it oh yeah that 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 was known like no I'm sure I'm sure it was I'm sure all of this was I just did not know it maybe that was one of the reasons why I've I've been so excited because I knew it was a smaller Assassin's Creed game that was just going to be like one city it was only going to be about like you know 20-25 hours uh so yeah I the last thing I did not know was that it seems like they have tried to make it more like old Assassin's Creed combat also Yes. With the like, excuse me, just burped, uh, parry, like one hit kill shit. Kind of, sort of. It it does feel a little different. And yeah, that, I, that I think it's like, like, I think it's like a combination of both is what yes, I am hearing. It, but yes. like, yes. Okay. Well, those it, are all the things it, I learned and I didn't know. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I think I'm just gonna have to take a break from it right now while I'm playing Final Fantasy. I'm not saying they're similar, but the, both games like... You know, you're it's third person. You have a sword. I I kept I couldn't really just get into the Assassin's Creed combat as I'm also playing Final Fantasy. So I was like, I just keep dying in Assassin's Creed. So I'm gonna have to just take a break from that and finish Final Fantasy, and then I can kind of dive into Assassin's Creed. But from what I've played so far, I'm enjoying it. It does definitely seem like they've gone back to it's way more stealth focused. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to see where where this is going because. Once again, I I just I like the idea of ju- it just being back to just one city, and it's you know Baghdad, and I think like nineteen hundred or something like that. I, I don't I don't know or nine hundred AD. I think it is. It doesn't matter. Uh, you were gonna say something. I did. I make up that there was supposed to be a Japan Assassin's Creed. I think that's the rumor, but that's like 2024. That might be the rumor for next year. Okay. Okay. Because, yeah, someone was like, it's in Baghdad. I was like, what the fuck? I thought this was whatever. I knew nothing about this game, apparently. (laughs) Well, you are the the core demographic audience. I am, definitely. Someone who has played all of the recent ones and was excited for more, obviously. Mm -hmm. But it was just like literally everything I learned about it was like, wow, I knew literally nothing about this product. (laughs) Which is not necessarily a good sign, I guess, because like I had never even seen marketing for this game. That's impossible. I literally never once. Well, because, like, you didn't watch any of, like, the Ubisoft Connects or anything then. Well, no, but, like, this is also the kind of game where usually Assassin's Creed is so big that, like, they, like, buy Twitch ads and shit. And, like, I've never seen, like, I've never seen gameplay of this game, I don't think, ever. Oh, really? Because I've, I've definitely seen some ads. Um, 
I, I have definitely seen. Some okay, ads. well, I was gonna say because I have not, and like that's normally the kind of ad that I would get surfaced. So it, it's just weird. Like, yeah, I don't think I've seen anything about this game. They even teamed up with uh, the band One Republic and made a song. And I gotta say, no way. unlike what? the start, uh, even uh, unlike the Starfield song, I don't hate the song. It's not a bad song. Uh, One Republic just set some weird record for like selling some amount of something. I don't remember, but yeah, I like One Republic as a band. I I'm not. It's not a terrible song. It's more of like a, a little bit more like hip hoppy rappy, but it's it's not bad. Hmm. All right. Um, so uh, so that's uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. So because I couldn't play Assassin's Creed Mirage, and I'm just getting excited for hockey, I decided to pick up uh, NHL 24. Uh, I was like, I have not played. Like I haven't bought a new one in probably like four or five years. So I was like, you know what? If I'm gonna play one. I don't feel terrible about picking up like a new one now. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems all right, Manny. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Like, it's <laughs> they. They have some additions. Uh, okay, so one of the additions is they have like this fatigue system with the goalie. So like it's, as it's I was, you, you're fatigued from from NHL games. I, I may be. Uh, so like I just kept like. I was shooting the puck and like the goalie, like I could see his like fatigue meter was meter was going down. I was like, all right, maybe once I get it down, like I'll finally be able to score. No, like it's just like the same shit happens where like I I'm out shooting the opponent and it's like 40 some shots to 20 some shots and I'm losing three to one. And it's just like, this is just frustrating because I have one of the best goalies in the league and I'm going against one of the worst goalies in the league and I still can't score on him. But if I go down a skill difficulty, Manny, then I score like seven goals and it's just in cake. It, it's just too easy. Like, it's just like, it's hard to find like a good balance in that game. So like, if I can, I gotta just like, there are like gameplay sliders and I'll just keep messing around with sliders and seeing if I can find something I, I enjoy. Cause like, it feels good to move around and shoot and there are mechanics there that I think are cool that they've added, but like just the fact that I don't feel like I'm getting rewarded for all the hard work and like I'm clearly the better per- player or the better team and I'm still, I'm still losing. It's just like at a certain point you just go like, this game is just not fun, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I'll keep messing around with it and uh, I, I'm sure I'll, even with all these complaints, this will be a game I'll probably put like 20, 30 hours minimum into. So, uh, But the big game I've been playing these last two weeks is Final Fantasy mm-hmm. uh, the 16. Um, I'm to the point where oh, it's the, the Free Cities. Uh, it's on fire. Uh-huh. And I'm about like I literally just had to stop uh, right before fighting. Like I can't think of his name. But it's the super anime night guy. Yep. Um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Okay, so like going by that reaction, I'm guessing it's a great fight. That's fine. I don't know. He's a dragoon. That's a, yeah. What the fuck is his uh, name? I can't remember. Dragoon. Uh, so like, I'm probably what like two thirds through the game, Manny. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. I <laughs> I want to really like this game. Yeah. And like I really really they're okay. It took a long time, but I've come around and I really like Clive as a character. 
I just what I don't know that I dislike Clive as a character. I don't. He's fine. Yeah. I I don't know. Like at first, I just thought he was just kind of like kind of generic, and I just whatever about him. But as it's gone along, I, I like his story and everything that's kind of happened to him. I like that, and I do like a lot of the other characters as well. I enjoy when the story is about like what's going on in the world with the different like empires and civilizations and how they're interacting with each other. It's just the damn blight and just like the the universe is ending storyline that just like it's just not doing it for me no what like okay this is this is my this is my entire issue with that game is like they go through all this trouble to Mm. set up all these characters and set up all these places to then just like throw it in a garbage can Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i I don't know. I don't know. Because, like, the world-ending story is, like, what most JRPGs devolve into. But it doesn't have to be that way. I was going to say, this game feels like somebody, like, wrote a story that was, like, a, like a, just a fun, like, 14-hour solid story. <laughs> yes, it, and it then, literally and then, does. Yes. And, and then, like, a, a, an executive was just like, I'm confused. You know this is Final Fantasy. It has to be a minimum of 40 hours. And, like, it's a Final Fantasy game. Where's the part where, like, halfway through, we just throw away everything that we've been building up for the story, and then it just evolves into, like, the world is ending. Like, when it's, it's like, that's what it feels like to me. Where they just like they made like a solid story and then they had to tack on like another like 20, 30 hours to the game. And and then they're like, I don't know, we'll just like fill in some side missions into the main quest because like there are moments where you're just like the cutscenes themselves are drastically lower. It, it, it even feels like the games themselves like didn't even bother to put in, in as much effort into some of the, the, the main quests. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just like, yeah. If they just, it, it, this game needed to be heavily edited. If it were, I think this would be one of my favorite games of the year. Yeah, Slepnir is the name we were looking for. Ah, <coughs> uh, yes, uh, everyone's favorite Slepnir. Right, people do like him. I don't know. I had to. Uh, he like appears early on in the story, he sure but then does. like, and then you don't hear about him for a very long time. So like, I kind of forgot about him, to be honest. See, now th- I can't remember the way things happen in the end. There's a couple scenes I wanted to ask you about, but one of them I don't think happened yet. Uh, and it's much more fun for everyone if it's a surprise. So, Okay. Um, someday, someday, I'll, someday I'll ask you about it. Okay. But I'm pretty far along, right? Like, yeah, you are. You are. There's just like, a, there's just like, it's not even like a spoiler or anything. It's just like a really bizarre scene where when it was happening, I was like, excuse me final fantasy like wait 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 is this the scene where like the emperor was like naked with his mom and then then he like curls up and like on his mom's like naked body and then he's like mother and i was just like wait what okay i didn't want to spoil that for you in case you got there so you could witness it in all its majesty i just remember like during that scene being like what the fuck is going on anymore yeah, I saw that scene. I was like, should I know who this woman is? And then he says mother. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, when he said, I was like, who is this? And then when he that. said mother, I was like, absolutely not. We have to go back. 
<laughs> Who thought that was okay? I like, don't that know. Like that, that's one of those things where someone was like, yeah, I've seen Game of Thrones. And they were like, oh, no, wrong familial bond. But like also that woman looked like younger than him. I know. And none of it made any sense. And then like. So like oh, is is, is it like his mom, like a, but like a, a figment, like of her, like at 25. But like, like also wasn't it. Um, oh. It was the Ultram or whatever. Ultram. Yeah, it was Ultima. But before that, wasn't yeah. it the lady who it transformed into the lady who had Garuda as well, right? Before that, uh, yes, it, it was her, and then it transformed into Kupka, and then it turned into like naked. Oh, mother. naked Kupka was there too. Shit, I forgot. Damn, what a weird, what a scene, what a scene masterpiece yeah but the naked mom like, if, if the like, naked mom really is the it, like, icing on that, the cake for the whole scene yeah I, I like admittedly i'm not as close with my mom but like if you ever had like something like Absolutely take the manifestation not. of like a naked of naked thing of your mom i assume you wouldn't be like okay with i that. would be, be like, super super upset. mortified yeah, mortified yes, yes. He uh, so. Barnabas was cool. He was like, "This is yeah, we're here. Uh, uh, I love this." I'm just gonna yeah. I was just like, "That's I don't know why that that, that, that scene happened." Do not know why that scene happened. Thank you. I'm <laughs> glad that we could discuss this. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, so that like, that's, that's one of the things where, like, near the end of the game, I was like, "That you're you're right. You're in like the last third of the game, probably." Uh, right. And it's it's just one of those things where it was like, I was trying to pinpoint in my brain, like that was the scene where I was like when did this game jump the shark? And <laughs> I don't know when it was, but that was the scene that made me truly realize I was like, we sh- this should have been over a bit ago. I feel. I also like another thing now that we're talking about this, that's really been bothering me the entire fucking time. So like you have Clive, who's been running around uh-huh. and then his brother, Joshua has also been running around like following Clive. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why didn't they ever just join up? Like, it's never established why, and then eventually they do. I was like, they could have joined up a long time ago. Well, so I thought the reason for that was Joshua was, like, with those people who yeah, I like, can't remember, and, like, they were the trying undead. to be, uh, Whatever the fuck they're called. I don't remember. I think they're, like, the undead or something like that. I don't know, but they're, like, trying to find a way to save the world question mark they're like a weird cult they're a weird cult i thought that was wise because he was with the weird cult but maybe i don't know yeah but like i don't know like if you were joshua and like you're really close to your brother wouldn't you want it like like you keep running like your brother's right there like just go like you if they could have tamed up and like they would have been way more efficient like for way longer so i it doesn't make you're i mean you're not wrong so it, it, that's I don't know what to tell it, you there. I thought the game might explain when they do meet up. Like Joshua was like, I couldn't do it for this reason, but like there was just like no explanation. It's just like they just wanted to have like that special moment happen later on in the story. Yeah, it was more I, like and, I was sort of in this cult, I think. Uh, I don't know. And they told me Either way, I couldn't see you. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Either way, uh, the fight that happens uh, when the two merge, that seemed kind of cool. That was kind of cool, yeah. Um, but, like, honestly, where I have the most fun is just, like, those mid-bosses where, like, they're not, like, the super big bosses where you turn into Ilfrit. Mm-hmm. 
they're just like the ones where like you just you're just playing as Clive and just like using all your abilities. Those are those are always my favorite like combat arena mm-hmm. sequences. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I I'm continuing to enjoy it enough to to keep playing it. Obviously, uh, I am I'm hoping at this point I'm close enough to to to, to finishing it. Because so this... I am definitely ready to kind of move on i know i know it's kind of early but uh do you think barnabas with his naked mom is in the running for best moment or sequence oh (laughs) man probably not (laughs) are you sure i mean it's pretty memorable it is pretty memorable i don't know i don't know that i asked i don't know that i asked nukio about that scene but I just have a lot of faith in uh, Alan Wake 2 oh, and Spider-Man okay, good, having good, like good, yeah. both of them having like special moments that would push that out. So okay, good. I think that'll be a solid number four for both. All of right. Those. Yeah, probably. I think that's most likely the case. Uh, all right. Well, that's what you played. Yes. I played only Cyberpunk 2077 and it's DLC Phantom Liberty. Right before this podcast, I beat Phantom Liberty. Uh, I knew you can get a new ending for the main game, uh, depending on choices you make in Phantom Liberty, and I knew what those choices were. So initially, I saved right before that choice and made the choice that I feel like the way they characterize the main character, V, he would never make that choice, ever. And it felt so bad the whole time, but I knew it was like, this is how you unlock the new ending. And just watching it, I was like, this blows. Like, this, everything about this feels bad and wrong. Uh, and then when I got out of that, and it was like, you could go to the new ending, I just loaded uh, the save and chose what I would have chosen, which was a much better ending to that DLC, in my opinion. Um I think so. Why did you have to choose the the other one? Because that's the only way you could unlock the new ending that Phantom Liberty adds to the main game. Oh, so you ha- wow, and you don't like that? I think uh, so. Like I the the actual ending of the main game because I already know what it is. Right. Uh, I think that is an interesting ending uh, on its own. Okay. But the ending of the DLC, I was like, no, 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 this is bad. Oh, okay. Bad. And I like now that I had chose the ending I wanted from it. Uh, I know what ending I will choose in the main game as well for my canon cyberpunk playthrough because I believe that is how it would occur. Uh, because for it's also it's one of those weird things where like sometimes in like a game like cyberpunk, the character is enough of a blank slate where like an ending where you make a choice makes sense. Because it's like, it's how you feel. But because V is so strongly characterized throughout the whole game, there are endings where it just feels like, this is not right. Like, even if you tried to, like, make shitty choices, just the way the voice acting of V goes in certain things, like, you just, it still feels like you have made the wrong choice. And so it's one of those things where it's like to make like an ending where you like pick one of three things or four in this case, once you've done the Phantom Liberty thing, it just, yeah, because of the way V is characterized, it doesn't feel right a lot of the time unless you pick like a very specific choice. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I, 
I truly like Cyberpunk now, though. I, I think it is a very good game now. Uh, I think that Phantom Liberty adds a lot to it. The main quest uh, is excellent uh, for for Phantom Liberty, and the side missions it adds are also excellent. Um, I don't know if you made it far enough in your time playing it to like get to the part where you do missions for fixers, and they're just called gigs, and you just go to them on the map, and usually there's some generic thing like kill a guy or like steal a thing and they don't really have like much plot to them, but there's like dozens and dozens of them. Um, the, the gigs in Phantom Liberty, there are only 10 and they all like actually have you interacting with characters and like getting narrative that is interesting and cool. Um, so it's like, it's basically like Phantom Liberty, all the stuff in it. They took what was in the main game and refined it and made it better. I think. Okay. Uh, I, the area you explore Dogtown in the DLC, I don't think is like super interesting um, because it's basically just like kind of like a blown out wasteland uh, next to a casino and a stadium. This is basically like the story is when the new United States of America was in its corporate war, it had people go to this part of right outside of night city so that they could like stage an invasion of night city. But then there was like a peace accord. And so the guy who was leading the assault just chose to make that place Dogtown a lawless wasteland that is like not part of the new USA. It, it's very weird. Anyways, it's a lawless wasteland and it has some really cool, interesting parts, but a lot of the outside is just like bombed out environment and stuff so it's also pretty small in terms of like explorable areas so i don't think that adds a whole lot i think night city is a lot cooler to explore and also much larger but um I, the voice acting is incredible from idris elba and the other characters they introduce idris elba is an interesting character um it, it's like a spy thriller the basically um you it involves rescuing the president of the united states okay uh and so like it is very much like a spy thing and there's you like you wake up sleeper agents and all this shit and it's like who is betraying who and are they keeping secrets and it's just it's fun and interesting i i don't know the, the plot of it is pretty cool very different from the main plot where you're like i want it i want to not die so sometimes i talk to keanu reeves I, see, I didn't even get to the part where you talked to Keanu Reeves. So. That's my favorite part of the of the whole game overall. I Johnny Silverhand is a great character. In the beginning, he is a dickhead, and then he gets better over time. Uh, all of his dialogue that they added in Phantom Liberty is incredible because it's less him being like a weird anarchist constantly uh, and more him like kind of being sad and like realizing what he had done with his life. And mm. I think that's all really well done. Um, yeah. Overall, it just adds a lot. And then it like dumps you back in the main game after you're done with it. And it, it's interesting. Um, How long was the main game and uh, the, DLC? so I still did not beat the main game yet. I have the final mission that I can do, but there are some side missions that I would like to do. So I am waiting for those to happen. Uh, okay. sometimes you have to wait like in game days and I usually do not just say like wait for 24 hours uh, I usually will just do missions until the person calls or whatever 
Okay. Uh, but I collectively, I my playtime is right now like 46 hours. Okay. And that's with me doing a lot of side missions as well. So I, I, you could really, the main cyberpunk story, you could plow through so quick. See, because like October is a heavy month, but like I can, I'm just thinking like November and December, it's going to lighten up. So yeah, the, those will be lighter months for me to go back and like, you know, definitely check this. Game yeah, out. it's it's an interesting thing because like all of the main story branches, once you finish one of the quests, it'll basically just be like, wait for this person to call you. Um, mm-hmm. And you can just like choose the wait command and wait 24 hours and then they'll just call you. Uh, but the way I did it was basically I just used that to like jump around the missions and d- like do a little bit of one, do a little bit of another. And then by the time that one was over, you know, the other person would call. So you went with more just like, I want this to feel very immersive. Like, yeah. And like it works because it like, you know, it just sometimes it's they're contacting you several days later or whatever and it just feels natural. It also, right. I think, just it kind of makes the story flow better so that you're not just like constantly interacting with like only one character or one group of characters. You're like moving around, you're like doing a bunch of different shit, getting all kinds of different mission types. Um, I think, I think that was more fun for me, but like if people just want to see the story, which I think is interesting enough, the waiting I think would be totally fine as well. It's more just how you want to go about it. Um, Yeah. I, I just really like it overall. I the 2.0 update completely made it a way better game. I before the skill tree basically just was like, oh, you do just like a little bit more damage or whatever. Characters can feel totally different now. Like I can double jump and air dash now. I can fucking run while crouching. I can turn invisible. I can do all kinds of wild shit with a katana. Um, it's very neat. Hacking is really cool. You can go down various hacking routes. Like you can, it's an RPG now, more or less. Whereas like before, it didn't really feel like one. Um, so I've just had a good time with it. But yeah, over the next couple days, I will have beaten it almost certainly because while there are still a bunch of those like gigs left for me to do, like literally over a hundred, they are not interesting enough for me to give a shit. And I'm also level 58 and with the DLC, the max level 60. So at a certain point, it's just like, yeah, I'm good, (laughs) but I'm very glad they're making a sequel. I don't know what they will do with it because of the way this game is and several story reasons, but also, if they're making a sequel, that'll be in, like, 15 years. Yes, they basically announced that they um, uh, st- are stopping support for Cyberpunk 2077 now and have sent those people to work on the sequel. Because, so. like, I have to admit, I'm pretty sure the next one is The Witcher. Yes, they already have. They have two separate teams, so The the Witcher is also in production. But, like, even if they have two separate teams, they take a long oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Games. So, like, it, I could see, like, The Witcher 4 being, like, six years away. Yes. So. Oh, yeah, but it's, it's interesting because I hated this game. I mean, like, not that I hated it. Like, I obviously, I played 20-some hours while it was crashing at least once an hour. So I was, like, trying because I thought the world was really interesting, but eventually I just had to give up. Whereas now it's like, no, this is actually a really good product. And I I think that the 2.0 patch helped, but 
yeah i don't know it's like a weird turnaround story for them like it truly did work out for them and i i am not surprised like i I just like i knew this game was going to get to a point where like it 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 was going to be really good i i guess i'm just shocked that they released it in the state it it was yeah there's that but also like i don't know even the impressions that i got from playing it the first time was like even if this game ran as it should it would just be okay Whereas, like, now I think it's, like, a legitimately great game. And, yeah, it's it's just one of those weird things where, like, they have changed enough and the DLC added enough that, like, it makes it feel like a totally different product. And I, I, I think even, like, if the game came out and it was, like, let's say it was as it is, but just cleaner, I think a lot of people would say, like, the, the combat, the shooting's all right. Yeah. Uh, the city is great. Like, I, I just feel like that was probably the, the best part, mm. just, like, all along. Just, like, the atmosphere of the city. Uh, and then, like, V would be okay, Johnny Silverhand. Like, I, I, my guess is this game would be considered good. Yeah. It wouldn't have been considered great if it if it released, like, in a non-broken state at launch. Yeah, it just is really weird. Like, they, they totally turned yes. it around. I mean, they made enough money from it that they should have turned it around. Well, they needed to do it for their own reputation for their next. They game. did. They just put out something saying they had spent like at least one hundred twenty-five million dollars making it, like patching it and making it better. So, are we supposed to say like good? Like, like yeah, you, thanks, like, man. Like you released something in like literally in a, like I don't think there's another product that could release in the state it did. Like you think about like a car releasing in the oh, state yeah. that did, <laughs> it, like. It, like people would have died. Uh-huh. Like I, I, I can't. Like I, I don't understand why video games can get away with that. Like nothing else can. I don't either. So but weird. like the thing that I also think is like fucking wild is like it's they literally just said it sold twenty five million copies. Like as right. as of uh, three days ago, like for something that was that fucked up. It it had so many. Like I, I think it sold ten million before it even like oh, released. Yeah, it just. I don't know, man. It's just a wild. It's a wild thing, and you're right. Like they, companies get away with it too. Like they, yeah. It was one of those things where, like, even they were offering refunds, right? And like, it was taken off the PlayStation. It was, it was store taken off the PlayStation months. store. But what I think is crazy is like a lot of people took those refunds. I was just like, no, I paid for this, knowing what it was like. Like I. I can't in good conscience be like, I'm going to get my $60 back for this and also keep the game. So it's right. one of those things where it's just like, I'll, I'll just bite the bullet on that. Like that was my fucking fault, but yeah, I don't know. It's very weird. And like now people are like super cool with it. And it, it it's just a very odd thing where like, it, I feel like people need to remember what that show, they what, the, what that they show literally like. won't. It, they literally won't, yeah. and that's going to be the most exciting part. Yeah, because people be like, "Man, Cyberpunk was always so good," and be like, "Man, <laughs> they're gonna." What I'm saying is, they're gonna let themselves get hyped up in the next like big thing before it even releases. This is just gonna keep happening over and over again, and then just temper your expectations, people. Yeah, t- 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 temper the expectations. Uh, yeah, so that's that's what I have. Once I beat this in the next couple days, I will go back to 
trying to play some Baldur's Gate 3. You have, what, uh, 12 days to beat it before the basically the next onslaught of three games? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it, but okay, I will play and enjoy Baldur's Gate 3. I was just trying to look at how many hours I have already, but Steam is being a butt, so I can't. It's a lot. And some of that is like multiplayer with Nuki on Justin. So, and that's a different campaign, right? Yep, sixty-two hours. Okay, so we'll see. <laughs> and that's a reason why, like, I haven't touched that game. <laughs> yeah, like the, like the third act just seems like the one where because you're in the city, like the amount of things and people you can interact with and quests that you will get, I my brain will melt. And I'll just be like, oh, no, we got to do all these. Which I will enjoy because I think all those quests are very good in Baldur's Gate. But yeah. I, Wait, maybe you know what I just realized? What? Our next podcast, we're going to be talking about Spider-Man and we're going to be talking about Mario. No, what? Yes. <gasps> we will. Yes. And I, yes. because I, because I took off that Friday I'll be uh-huh. able to tell you all about Mario. I'll be able to, everybody and, can know what Mario is like. And I took off that Friday too, <laughs> so I, I will, will be, oh man. God, I hope neither one of us has beaten Spider-Man by then. I hope we have slept. <laughs> oh, I, I will. I, I, I heard that game's like 30 hours. It is, yeah. Not. Well, that we didn't talk about that because I could not get into that. But yeah, people were saying like it came out that like that game's 30 hours and people were like freaking out. And it was one of those things where it's just like, <laughs> Man, shut the fuck up. Like, oh. stop. Stop applying, like, time to a video game as a good thing. Final Fantasy 16 is a prime example of it being a bad it, thing. Like, okay? it, it can be a good thing, too, but it's one of those things where it's like, just at least play it first. Yeah, let's see. Like, the first one, like, you even say it was poorly paced. I think the first one was paced perfectly. Um, well, you also turned off all the puzzles and stuff. Not like all the puzzles, oh, okay. just just the ones that were shitty. Uh, okay, so all because <laughs> they didn't even have those puzzles anymore in Miles Morales. They were just like, nah, they gone. Uh, yeah, hey, hey, they they added that option to just like automate the puzzles. So like they did, but like that probably freed up like thirty minutes of my time. Like those puzzles were not like difficult. That, uh, they get difficult. Oh, do they? Okay, the DNA sequencing one is not. It gets tough out there, um, but yeah, I I don't know that that first game I think is very good. But this this also is like on pace with that first game in yes. terms of like time. So, if, uh, well, I think it's going to be bigger because the first one was like thirty hours to one hundred percent. Yeah, this is. It sounds like this might be thirty hours to just beat the. Main well, quest. yeah, it, so like, it also like. It just is bigger than the first one, regardless, because right. they it's that map plus Brooklyn question mark in Manhattan. It was they added two. Okay. Uh, it sounds like it's like honestly, it sounds like it's going to be about the same size as like uh, God of War Ragnarok, okay. which is like a decent size. Yeah, I to be honest, I don't care what size it is. I don't care oh. how long it is. I just want to swing around in that city. I right would now. like to be both spider-mans you know what i'm ex- e- e- 
even more excited about Manny. What? Like I played Miles Morales on the PS4, so <gasps> I haven't even enjoyed Spider-Man like haptic yet, <gasps> and I've been waiting for this. I know. Oh. It's gonna be oh, it's gonna be great. Man, and it's gonna be one of those games that just loads right away. Oh, Miles yeah. Morales, like the time from hitting X to being in that game is like two seconds. It's fucking insane how fast it is. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Oh, it's gonna be good. Oh, and then like Alan Wake is like a week later. Oh. Oh. And Mario. And Mario. Oh my god, the things people are saying about Mario. I'm just. Oh. And honestly, like, people are saying good things about the new Forza Motorsport that's coming out. I think it's out, technically out now, people are playing it, but uh, I'll be playing that. Yeah, I, d- I was, like, I didn't know which was the, like, if you paid 40 bucks, you could play it early day. It, I think it was, like, five days early. Okay. Five or four Because I didn't know early. if it was, like, today that it came out or if it was Tuesday, so I guess. It comes out the 10th. Oh, okay. So. So Tuesday. Tuesday for, for I think, the like, normies. You could have gotten it on Friday. Yeah. Oh, well, speaking of coming out on Friday, I do need to mention I NHL 24 mm-hmm. uh, came out on Friday. Mm-hmm. So then I was playing it this morning at around 1130. It, the population was low. Hell yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was crazy. That does seem crazy. I, I don't think this game is going to sell. well. <laughs> I don't think it sold well. Cause it, that's even cross play. Yikes. Yeah. And like, you know, like, we're like, you know, that sold, like, it's going to sell well in like Canada. And like, we're now in October. It's colder. Like, people are going to be staying inside more. Like, you would have just expect like Sunday afternoon, like a lot more people playing it or, you know, Sunday, like, morning. I, I shocked. So, yeah. But I mean, like, it just seems like these games, those games have just been kind of like treading water for a while. I, and it seems like what I did is what a lot of people do. They're just like, oh, I'm, I'm going to buy this one, and then I'll wait like three, four years. So, But yeah, uh, that those are the games we've been playing, and those are the, the games we're looking forward to playing. So. Yeah, it's going to – oh, God, next week is going to be – I got to finish Final Fantasy. Weeks, it's going to be crazy. I'm going to go crazy. I got to finish Final Fantasy. You got to finish that's, Final that's Fantasy. Priority. I have faith you can do it. Yeah, I, I bet I've been slowly chipping away at it. Yeah. And the, admittedly, it's the combat, and it's pretty much just the characters at this point that are carrying me along. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, with that, uh, that'll do it for this week. As always, the theme song is Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Excellent chiptune band. You should check them out. Um, and when we come back in two weeks... It's time to to rock. Video games are here and happening. Spider Man like and Mario, it's the, baby. It's the games that we've been like truly talking about. I for know. The last, it's like, like what I for last like six months. What I crave is happening. Yes. It's finally time. And basically in the next three weeks is what I've been looking forward to for the last like six months. Yeah. So. Oh man, here we go. Fucking Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace out.